Masters of the Universe with Dolphin. A battle fought in the stars now comes to Earth. Police! How about you move? I think I'm going to need some backup. A battle for the power to be masters of the universe. Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Frank Langella is Skeletor. Let this be our final battle! Masters of the Universe rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. And here comes the best logo in all of cinema history, the Canning Golden Globus Group. It lets you know that you're in for high quality. The video treat from our And uh, And we're popping some beers, so you should pop some beers likewise if you're listening and yeah. watching watch the show. The, watch the fantastic podcast. Listen to the fantastic you listen, they're supposed to fucking turn on a movie. Yeah, they do. You're supposed to watch the movie. So Gary Goddard. It's, it's on, uh, thanks to Ross, we know that it's on Hulu right now, so you can enjoy it on Hulu with us. Yeah, if you got a subscription, that's free. It's rentable other places, but good luck buying this movie. Oh, I'm going to fuck this up because we need subtitles. Yes, we do need subtitles. Thank you. Subtitle English. I guess they don't. Oh, subtitles on English. See, now, here's... I saw this movie in the theater as a kid, and this is, like, such a fucking great opening ten minutes to the world of disappointment that is Courtney Cox. I'm sorry, I forgot Courtney Cox was in this. Yeah, after her star turn as person in Bruce Springsteen video. Random girl that gets on stage and gets into this. And you... This, this, whoever made the title credits obviously loves Superman. They do. This is straight up just Superman. Yes. Wow, Courtney has a lot of ease Yeah, so we got Chelsea Field, that's Tila. Okay. Yes, I, I know a lot about this movie. There's Robert Duncan McNeil as Man at Arms. Christina Pickles. I don't know who Christina Pickles is. I just Pickles looked at the fact that her last name is Pickles. It's the hot-ass Meg Foster, also from They Live. Also from oh, the yeah. Oh, wait, Bill Conti. That is actually who did... Bill Conti did the Rocky sound. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. The Rocky so theme. There's a, there's a lot of solid going into this movie. It's a lot of talent. <laughs> it, uh, with uh, even previous production work, uh, visual... Pr- or, um, pre-production work by Moebius. Really? 
I, I'm maybe not on this one. Oh, see, yeah, production of William Stout, production designer. Who's William Stout? An amazing illustrator that I'm, I'm actually surprised you don't know. Matt is, Matt and I are both total fucking dorks and have been dorks forever. We uh, met playing TSR Marvel Superheroes role-playing game, which is 16 and 15 respectively, I believe. It's a good times. Yeah, no, they were good times, except for uh, some of my my games were a little bit shitty. Now, when you went to the movie, you were both, you were obviously a big He-Man fan of the cartoon. Oh yeah, no, I, I I was collecting the toys already. I I got into He-Man when it was randomly. I was going to some birthday as a kid. If you remember very vividly, they only had like the four figures and like He-Man, Skeletor, Merman, and Zodak, and. Uh, it was like te- kind of a test phase, I guess. So they had the, the old comic when he was like a straight up barbarian, barbarian. Right. like it was a complete ripoff. So it was, uh, and then it eventually changed to Prince Adam. That is one cool thing about this movie. There's no fucking Prince Adam in this fucking movie. Nope. It was a nice choice to go with more of the uh, kind of the, uh, the, the just the mythos of the barbarian and on a, a magical slash sci-fi world. Right, it's like much more in keeping with the original idea. God, Meg Foster was so fucking hot. It's almost the same kind of thing as like similar to like Thundar the Barbarian where yeah. it's like magic and spells but also helicopters <laughs> and robots. And yeah, absolutely. And by the way, we'll, we'll be getting to watch some iPad. We'll be getting some news updates from Slate.com and CNN. That's Occasional. very exciting. See how Robert Mueller's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Langella as Skeletor. It's almost like he didn't realize uh, that he was in a kind of a shitty movie based on a toy. He thought he was doing fucking his version of Hamlet. Like, he gives it his all in this movie. You have to really act well that shit on your face. Too. He's amazing. Like, there's, a, there's, there's so much good in this movie for how shitty a movie it is. And Frank Langella is a force for good. You know, he's a force for evil in the movie. But His drones look like the <clears throat> look similar to the drones in Crawl. Yeah, they do. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Which of course are just ripoffs of Stormtroopers painted black. Yeah. So I loved Crawl. Crawl is kid. great. It's fun to watch. I I, I tried to go oh, back it's, to it's it. Bad, I couldn't do it. It's... I couldn't do it. This movie, I, I could watch. Well, here's you know what's funny. The main guy in Crawl is. I think it's season four, season five. He's a Maquis villain in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He starts out as... They, it's so funny. I'll have to send you a picture. It's so weird. It's the, the main guy. I, this is also... It's like kind of a bold choice in this movie to start with. The villain has just won. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no... Like, I guess... I mean, it's kind of... In a way, it didn't insult the kids. They're like, we know you know who fucking man is. We know you know who Skeletor is. Let's jump right into, like, the middle of an adventure. There's no establishing... There's no, no nothing. opening call in a mystical world. Yeah, I mean, they, the sorcerer spoke for, like, a second. But, like, very little, like, going into this. Maybe why... It, you know... It's actually starts off like a pretty serious sci-fi film and maybe could have actually just been a film for people over seven years old <laughs> if they kept playing it that way, but don't worry, it'll get bad. it'll get worse. And here comes the start of the worst. You're standing for Orko. And what is Dolph Lundgren like he has like some kind of crazy like biology degree or something like Oh, he's super smart. Right. He has like three different degrees in like different sciences. But it's uh, it also took him uh, they kept uh, he they basically gave him 
three chances to get his lines right for the you know, the over the what do they call that the fucking when they when they talk oh, right right when they record when they record their actual yeah voice it took him three times and barely passed the muster. <laughs> like, well, because I remember seeing the the canon. I can't do Stallone voice, clearly, but... but yeah, it, it took him a long time to try to, like, lose his Swedish accent. I think he's married to, like, Grace Jones Grace. In, the, in the 80s here, too. He was, they definitely fucked for a while. That dude actually really does look like Man at Arms. Yeah, it's a little bit of a cry. He, like, I'm always, always mad he's got the mustache, because I prefer the uh, action figures to the cartoon arts. But he does. They, it makes a good Tila, yeah, like a little bit more sci-fi. And then Billy Barty comes in and ruins it. For those of you who really don't know who he is, we'll confuse. I'll confuse you even more. He's the he's the Bible salesman from Foul Play. Yeah, and well, he's also. Is, wait, actually, is Billy Barty? Billy Barty's not in Time Bandit, so he's like the one little person who does it, isn't he? I think that's him in Foul Play. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> also, what was that romp with uh, Chevy Chase and 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 uh, Goldie Hawn? Oh no, it's, no, I'm sorry, it's Carrie Fisher, and they're in a hotel with the with the Munchkin cast of Wizard of Oz, and it's a, it's a comedy romp. Oh, it's an amazing movie. Wow, that's his name. I can't remember. I should see that. Yeah, Billy Barty. Yeah, he's basically standing in for Orko, I guess, because they couldn't have a floating Orko. It would be tough with any special effects. That would be yeah. <laughs> and just like just hideous makeup, though. It's like, are you kids supposed to like this character? Because it looks like he's like swallowing his chin. Is he supposed? To, I guess he's supposed to be like the C three PO R two D two of the movie. A little, yeah. He's com- well, yeah. He's comic relief and the most one, the smartest one there. So he's filling in a lot of roles and failing in all of them. Like, you could have just, like, ran around the deserts of Los Angeles with these guys shooting at each other. It would have made a better movie for an hour and a half. I think that was supposed to be funny that they had an old school chain lock on there. So, yeah, so, uh, what else about this? Yeah, the, the, the movie also suffered, I think they talked about the Canon, the... The Canon documentary, where like, or maybe it was the Mattel doc, the He-Man documentary. Mattel was supposed to put up half the money for this movie, oh, and just didn't. They just backed out of their side of the deal, even though He-Man was making the toys were making like 400 million a year at this point. But I think by the time this went into production in '87, like sales had already fallen. The line was lagging for sure. Yeah, that was like it's like '85, '86 was their top years, and then they dipped by like 75 percent in sales or something like that. Well, the toy line for this movie was awful too. I was all, yeah. Well, you're like because you want to go see. It's just like any of these fucking. It's like Marvel's the first one that's got it right. It's like oh yeah, you want to see Marvel characters that look like Marvel characters and then this movie you know this was like kind of the prototype and they kept doing this through the fucking 90s they're like we're gonna introduce all these new characters that you don't fucking care no, about or care about right yeah here's like later in this is Blade Sauron I think it's the fucking villains like they have Beastman that's it I wanna see I wanna see Trapjaw in live action I wanna see Triclops live action Beastman they have Beastman Beastman's pretty cool where's Mecha Neck yeah, if Mechanic's not there to fucking help Dolph Lundgren look over a wall, how are they going to defeat Skeletor? What was the guy that had the... I had to figure it out, the two heads. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah, he yeah, was... Yeah, they, they, they were... One, was, they, were oh, they would oh, punch each other. But somehow he could only punch himself. Or his other self. Yeah. Well, can this device be 
Grayskull. Are you a sorceress? Yes. Did I send your Lupita to Grayskull? Are you a sorceress? I got a lot of respect for, for Dolph Lundgren because he's the man who broke Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, not for his, not, not for the Punisher movie? No, that doesn't take movies fucking terrible. No, uh, you know the story about him where he actually like, uh, they, Sylvester Stallone on the set of Rocky IV said like, yeah, just go wild. And he ended up like breaking a couple of his ribs. And the, the Sylvester Stallone went to the doctor and he said, he's like, he's like, what the hell did you get hit by a truck? And he was like, he's like, no, I got hit worse, I got hit by Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> just got destroyed. Yeah, basically. So who's this person? That is fuck. What is his stupid name? Because yeah, this this guy looks like a fucking rejected guitar player for White Line or something. <laughs> fucking hair metal. Uh, it's like Craig or Craig. Fuck, I don't remember. Craig. It's, like he's Craig. it's Craig. Craig Hollingsworth. <laughs> yeah, he lives, he lives in the street. Yeah, he lives in Poughkeepsie. I went to fifth grade with that kid. I stole some of his baseball cards. But yeah, like, as a kid, you watch this, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, like Skeletor, Evelyn, He-Man, Telemet, what? Who's this guy with the big yeah. fucking hair? <laughs> well, it sucks because there was, like, a million toys to choose from. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, like, one thing He-Man didn't have a lack of, it was, like, ridiculous characters. Buzz Off? Yeah, why isn't Buzz Off? In, okay, I understand why Buzz Off's not. Was he, was he Buzz Off a good guy? He was a good guy. Moss Man. Moss Man was cool. Moss Man was a good guy. I remember Probably getting enough. in trouble as a kid. I was in, this is completely random, but I remember I got the figure like brand new, if you if you ever had the figure. And I would sit there and smell him in class, and they actually sent me to the Because he, he smelled weird. I don't know how to Moss Man had a bit of that, that fuzzy weird. green shit on <laughs> And I would sit there in class instead of I just, it, and I was like, I mean, it wasn't as bad as It wasn't as bad as Stinkor, but Stinkor. I never had to like patchouli, right? Yeah, he, he was pla- they molded his plastic with patchouli oil, so it would smell. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Sorceress was prettier in the cartoon. This is like a little lady. Yeah, so basically, um, three quarters of this budget went into the. You're going to see this throne room a lot because it's the only thing they had a budget for. Yeah. This and then like a bunch of dumb shit on Earth. Unusual. I a paint store, right? A paint store. They go to a music store a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So we've got our agency. We've got our mission. We've got to do this. You gotta do that. The sorceress is gonna sit there, helpless. Just... And we're gonna get some more uh, no-face soldiers. Right, that's another bad. We got no faces, just like the Russian main pilots and top gun. Right. So so far, like, still as a kid, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm still on board. I'm, I'm, I'm still down because we still got the future. We got He-Man and Planet Eternia. Oh, shit. Yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't say anything cool like nincompoops in this movie. Of <laughs> course, Frank was what Dracula in '79 Universal. Dracula. Frank Langella was yeah, okay. I think I remember him as it's the one with Donald Pleasance. It's like the, another. He's all, yeah, it is. It's oh. well, Frank Langella. He's like, you ever see the? <laughs> wow. He's also uh, he also turns into quite an evil performance in the movie Dave. Where that guy has to stand in for the president. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, the guy from Fish Called Wanda has to stand in for the president. Frank Langella is like the evil administrator in the White House. And, and, yeah, Kevin Klein, thank you. And Dave. Frank Langella is fucking good shit. Oh, yeah, look at him. That's right, I have seen I don't think I've actually seen him. It's really like. 
not like slow, like hammer slow. It's not good slow, it's just kind of slow. It's just a bad movie. It's like the best part of the movie. Not Frank Langella? Yeah, how do you, to me, Donald Play, he's like the, because he's like his Renfield or whatever. Right. So he's got him running. It's pretty cool. See, and, and, and I look how fucking rad he looks as Skeletor here. Nice. And then you gotta take Ray Fiennes and do some dumb CGI bullshit to make him a snakehead. I, yeah. call, I call foul on that. Yeah. Like, this is proof a shitty fucking movie can make, like, something look cool in the movie day. When did Ray Fiennes have a... In a in, when he played Voldemort in the Harry Potter series. Wow. They had to, like, CGI his nose out, and it looks yeah. goofy as fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, just fucking put some fucking wax and latex on him, and it'll look fine. It's a lot easier to suspend your disbelief sometimes, even if it doesn't look as real. Anywhere, hopefully contemporary Los Angeles, where we can film on the cheap would be great. <laughs> take us, take us through a portal to cheap filming locations. <laughs> Dude, laser light show. Now, see, here's the thing about this movement. You know what John Kirby said about this? Or, uh, Jack Kirby? No, sorry, uh, John Byrne. Oh, that is new gods. That basically, what you're watching is the, a plot. A lot of the plot of this is. It's basically new, new gods. Right, there's, Jack a, there's a war between super beings. They think there's something they need on Earth, and then they come and. Yeah, they basically have, they have boom tubes. Right. They use the cosmic key. The cosmic key is almost is basically a mother box for all intents and purposes. Right, right. As a kid, what was so, when we when I saw this at the theater, my favorite part of it was. And I can't think of his name. Was Eat Lead Slackers is in it? Oh yeah, uh, the the principal from Back to the Future. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he's great. He plays the exact same. He's even good in Top Gun. Like that's like my favorite part of Top Gun. So you'd be hauling a, a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. It's like he's he's great in everything. He's just like the best actor. My favorite part of Top Gun. Shirtless volleyball scene. With the song, come on. Playing with the boys by Kenny Loggins. Fuck yeah. One of my favorite 80s movie songs. It's a classic cinema homoerotic scene. And they're doing another one. Uh, Next year. I think it's a sequel. Yeah, it is. It's not a reboot. It's been teaching at the top. That's got to be what it is. 250 pound Val Kilmer is going to come in and try to squeeze into the canopy of a jet. You're gonna need a lot of butter to film <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything with Skeletor is so fucking rad in this movie. And then, here we are transporting some ways to new Pasadena. This, yeah, exactly. Hello. I mean, that's, just, that's what you had to do. I mean, even like Beastmaster, which predated this movie, was like, that's a pretty good idea. So then they did Beastmaster too through the portal of time. He ends up in LA. And you get to watch the wackiness. Oh, yes, yeah, so this, this is my favorite part of the movie where Gwildar is dying. He's drowning. The fucker's almost dead. And then they, like, laugh at him. <laughs> you're almost died, you dumb fuck. You suck at swimming because you're, like, short. Yeah, there's a certain... It was okay to laugh at little people for a while. Uh, I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Tyrell Lannister has done a lot to change that. Oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Whose name is even funny, but you're not going to laugh at it because we have more respect now. We're grown up and woke people. The word dink is not funny. No. But he was blowing water out of his ears. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, and you know, at least... At least Dolph Lundgren was given the chance to do his own voice three times. Or, uh, what's the guy from Flash Gordon? 
Oh, Sam Jones. Sam Jones. They never. He went to the theater and he was like, "What the fuck?" They didn't tell him. No. They overdubbed his voice. They didn't even tell him. There's so many, I love that movie. There's so many cool. That's things. one of the best movies I've made. Have you ever noticed? And I'm sure, you sure you have. I love Ming's dog. So the part like right after, right after he, you know, she, they inject him and then they, they gas him and he's in the thing and she goes and revives him. Like right when he wakes up and looks at her, it's like a shot of her spandex ass and he's like, my God! <laughs> it's like I mean I've watched that thing so many times. It's so like, good. It's, it, it is. is. It's, it's great. A nice spandex ass. Oh, it is. It's great. It's so. So good. he grabbed the cosmic key. The cosmic key. The cosmic control rod is mine. Sorry, I know, but for some reason, it's like a musical instrument in this movie. Like it's yeah, a well, yeah, yeah. well, you know, the music of the spheres and all that. And he fucking, but he had it in his little grappling hook. He was able to grab it through a portal in space and time, but his grappling hook sucked. Couldn't hold it. It seems harmless. Uh, it's a cow. They don't know where they are. It's funny. Actually, I guess this is the first time you get a clue there on Earth. What a shocking reveal. Yeah. It's a cow. Could just be some other planet with trees and reasonable atmosphere. Locations. Oh, 8.84 chromons. It's a good chromon. Yeah, that's a... Unfortunately, this movie is about 0.06 chromons too long. Did you like this as a kid? I, I, I love this fucking movie. I mean, I, yeah, I did, I, even as a kid, I thought the Earth shit was a little bit stupid because I just wanted to watch a fantasy epic on eternity. But, but then I didn't understand shit like budgets and companies pulling out of crap and like what they had to do. I just, I was just like, dude, that guy really looks like he man. It's fucking rad. I'm gonna run through some stuff. We've already mentioned a couple just from Mural's childhood stuff I love. Just tell me if you like it. 81 Clash of the Titans. Oh, look, that's great. It's so good. That's, yeah, it's awesome. It's so it tells good. the story of a misogynist who goes and kills a poor cursed woman <laughs> so that he can appease a god. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, to, there's a lot in uh, Percy's story that's pretty. Funny. I've still got my cracking. Poor Medusa. She didn't really do anything wrong. She just. She like. She like. I think just got like jealous of her because people liked her and like just. And she's like, all right, well you're a fucking monster now. Damn. Gods were harsh then, man. They were very, yeah, they were very bitchy. Oh, man, Courtney Cox. She has a certain kind of cute here, and now she has a certain kind of plastic surgery disaster. She looks like a weird scarecrow. Yeah, it's pretty sad. But yeah, I think I think this was her first. This was her first break after the video. This was the end of this movie. Beastmaster, because you were talking about that, that's great. Movie. The first Beastmaster was great. The oh, yeah. other ones are intensely hard to watch. Like, like the TV right. show, I would imagine. Sure, the TV show, but there's there's three of those, and they're fucking. It is dumb. <laughs> there's, there's I didn't even know there the TV two. Yeah, there's one where he goes to LA, and then there's like one where they're back on the planet. It's fucking wretched. Mark Singer still looks cool as Beastmaster, but the movies just suck. Yeah, it's funny. He was at a con I was at, and all he had was like Beastmaster stuff. And I was like, "Did you not have any V stuff?" That's kind of weird. He had no V stuff. That's he was great in V. I know. That's I love. I wonder if it's like a licensing thing, or you know what I mean? Yeah, network comes it or something. He was all about talking about it. I talked to him about. I was like, "It's fucking." Yeah, just get some uh, you with a picture of you with your camera, sell your thirty dollars autographs. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I get kind of weirded out sometimes those con things. They were going, I went to a Fangoria con and 
my girlfriend at the time ended up talking for an hour to the first zombie from Return of the Living Dead 3 about the bagels at the hotel. Because nobody was in line to talk to him. Aww. But I'm sure he got, that's like they still, like that's their, their living for a lot of these guys after they're in like these one-off cold. Did you go there to meet anybody at that one you went to? Uh, no, but I did. That was one, uh, my friend, we went out with a friend who was trying to do like a horror video show. And we did show up at the hotel room right as Jim Van Bevers spilled out after his interview, <laughs> which we were told later was not going to be usable because it was impossible to edit the amount of N-bombs that he was dropping. Oh my god. And he came up and I was like, yeah, I was with Sean McGrath, bandmate, and also a friend of Matt Harvey, and I guess actually he played Nick Zoom too, so. Uh, yeah, one show. Oh, you guys like drove out impaled to Colorado. Yeah, 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 that's right. So he uh, he grabs Sean by the shirt and goes, "I know you." <laughs> and so I was like, "I'm pretty sure you don't." <laughs> and so he just like and he sat and as much as he was stumbling around, not one one drop spilled from his drink. And then he took off and did whatever the fuck he was doing, <laughs> terrorizing other people. Which Jim Ben Bever is a nightmare of the movie. I love his movies, though. And Korshan was the one that gave us the Chuck Norris thing. Yes, that was his suggestion, was that <laughs> awful fucking Chuck Norris. What was that called again? I don't know, it's like him fighting an alien or something. It was really weird. So, no, it's Chuck Norris versus the serial killer. He's just a serial killer. Oh, that's right. I thought it was. He's like, he, like a I think he was, like a, he was like a government experiment. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. I can't remember the name of that movie. It was really weird, but yeah. Holding up. Oh, what was a piece of shit. No, you weren't, you fucking comic relief. I really did feel like uh, poor, uh, that's not Pickles, it's the other lady. Poor Tila doesn't get enough screen time in this, I think, because she, she looks like she could fucking kick some ass, right? She does. She was like a very capable young lady. She's in a bunch of other stuff I remember seeing back in the day, and I can't think of what she was in. So, oh, now, we, oh, Eternia is enlightened. Their vegetarian is mad. I don't know what they eat on Eternia, but uh, apparently not. Not deep fried orco. Maybe it's because they didn't have any animals in that desert wasteland. That's a big Man at Arms has no problem eating animals. He's cool. He's old school. I think all the animals. He's not like you know. Well, I mean, when, when you have like talking dragons wearing like helmets on your planet, like you might be a little less prone to eat meat if it talks back to you. Your cat, your pet cat. Yeah, your, yeah, your pet cat talks to you. Yeah, there's no... Oh, wasn't that a battle cat? That was like a key thing. Money, money, money. Yeah. This whole thing suffers from a lack of money. Right. It could have been a fucking badass movie. But it's also it's also impossible to make a He-Man movie. There's yeah. too much actual shit going on with that toy line. It's bonkers. Think of it. There's a planet, apparently, in the universe somewhere that has a race of humans has a race of bee people, has a race of mer people, has a race of beast people, has a race of triclopsian people. Where the yeah. fuck, tri you know, like, they, what the fuck is going on in that planet? Where is it? It's never been faced. It's never been incredibly explained why, like, everybody is so insanely fucking different. Tila has been married to Scott Bakula for 16 years. Oh, oh, Scott Bakula's a celebrity everybody can love. Scott Bakula's doing well for himself. Yep. He, was, he was great uh, playing himself on an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia recently, where the time travel was part... Oh, no, the switching bodies was part of the plot. Uh, but she's and, been but he played himself as, uh, as a... 
poor Scott Bakula, who had been diminished to being a janitor at an old folks' home. But he was he, he was playing himself as a failed actor. She's been a shitload of horror movies. She was in Death Spa and Prison. And well, give it up for her. I bet she makes more money selling autographs from this movie than she ever made from any of those movies. She was in Commando. Yeah, that's true. Death Spa's pretty rad, though. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Death Spa? Death Spa. It's like, yeah, okay, I know I know. Spa, movie, yeah. people don't... I mean, Tim Foray's in it. It's great. It's, it's like Death Spa. It's about a gym, right? Is it yeah. Gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's pretty... I mean, it's... This is just like how I got into music. I found a, I found a, a weird alien artifact <laughs> that made noises. And I was like, cool, I'm going to join Exhumed now. My first band. Remember when I used to have that cosmic key? I know, dude. It was too long in the mix on the first record. And then, yeah, it would have been weird to introduce it afterwards. Yeah, it's true. Pretty sure it had a, it had a good little part in like, Necrovore's decomposing me. For everybody listening, you guys tell each other how you tell the people listening how you met. Uh, I met well. I met Matt. Uh, I've actually met Cole Jones first, who is the the original drummer, the founding member, along with Matt. We were going to the same high school together, and uh, he was a year ahead of me. But we somehow met eventually. I think not even right away when I was a freshman. I think, I think you were later. a sophomore. The sophomore when I found him because I think that's when I started growing my hair out and like kind of. Showing more of my true colors and uh, what I was like, kind of getting into, and I was like, you know, listening to some Metallica. And you stuff, had a sick friends. mullet, actually. I had a my mullet was a champion mullet. It was about like five years tall, past it. flat, and then. But yeah, but it was, and it got really champion because then I started growing my hair out. So you know, you had like that awkward phase where you like decided to grow your hair out from nothing. I never had that. It's just like I stopped putting hairspray in one day, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, you have long hair." I was like, yeah, I've been hiding it. I just want to grow it out for a while. But yeah, so we met somehow in like a PE class or something, and we, you know, started talking comic books. I think initially, and then like I was, you know, music. And Cole's like, you know, like, uh, yeah, he, I was like listening to Metallica. He's like, check out Carcass, and I'm like, okay, holy fuck. And then uh, he's like, yeah, you should come hang out with me, and my friend Matt. We actually played the Marvel Superheroes game, which I had, but nobody would ever play with me. Because I didn't really Finally know the right. Found I didn't, just as didn't know the right kind of dorks. TSR bringing people together, That's right. bringing nerds out of uh, intense, lonely seclusion yes. Thank since you, the seventies. Grubs and your wonderful artwork. In yeah. The so then I went over there and played, and, and uh, we had a good time. And I remember telling Matt, I was like, "Dude, that's really fun. We should play do this again." And Matt was, Matt said something like, "He's like, well, you know, the next time's not going to be as good. We've already had this like really cool time meeting each other, so it can only get worse from here." <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. A little, little turn. So yeah, I, I jam, I, so I started playing and hanging out with these guys for a long time, and uh, but I didn't play any music or anything, so I just was like on the sidelines. Zoom was already going. They started taking, you know, going, oh, you got to come see this show with us, and so I brought my video camera, was documenting it, and watched these guys go through about like three or four bass players, and then eventually at some point, I started. And Matt was like, I wanted to start a band, and I was like, I'll help you. So, did a little demo of me like humming and riffs, and then he didn't have time for it, and I, we played one live show, and I had one death on the song. Was that at your high school? Yeah. It was an underwear fest where you gave the, the, that was, it was called the underwear fest because you gave a donation of a package of underwear for homeless people. It was my friend's way to put a concert on at school. Cool. 
And so we had uh, Exhume the first year, the second year I think I did it, and then I had I had one death on the song in the pocket, and I think Matt and Cole were there to you know, support their buddy and whatever. Sat around drawing comics together and shit, and they're like, oh, well Ross has a car, and he can do vocals. Well, I guess we just fucking get him in the band. So we already hang out together all the time. One more, yeah, that, 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 was, that was pretty, pretty much, much it. Yeah, he's got a car, and we already hang out. <laughs> Didn't know he could do vocals, but that's cool. He has a car. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, so then we, so I started as a vocalist, and then eventually uh, we had a bass player, and he, we decided he couldn't hang anymore. It was like just too much of a problem. So Matt was like, just said, well, you already know kind of how to play drop D guitar. Here's how you play bass. So I played bass on a recording, and then uh, that was then we moved to the four piece, and that lasted for a while. Went through a couple, went through a couple guitar players, and I had hopefully got a little bit better and could hold my own. So and then that's that's how I got my start in music was these assholes pushing me to it. And now you've fallen back. Yeah, then I got kicked out. Well, I, I like to say there was a there was a there was a exhumed bass hiatus of about fifteen years. <laughs> couple fill-in players, no big deal. Right. And, I, and I was like, okay, I got time again, guys. <laughs> no, it's funny, because I was talking to somebody... Hey, here's a bunch of He-Man villains you don't know and don't care about. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, oh, it's so cool having Ross back and this and that. And I was like, yeah, when we did that tour with Napalm and Warlock, and did a few shows with us. So we you know, playing the songs, same fucking songs I've always played or whatever. I was just kind of, you know, listening to him on stage and I heard Ross's voice and I'm like, God, oh, that sounds good, man. That sounds like a game. Like, that's the way it's supposed to sound. So it's, it's, it's quite good. Yeah, you need to be completely unintelligible pig-like grunts. I think that was Rob Babcock. You could really just understand too much of what he said. Especially considering he never memorized the lyrics to make sure correct or not. I love Rob. I do too. Leon Del Monte, not so much. You can go to hell. Fuck that guy. I'll punch him in the face next time I see him. Leon Del Monte is one of my close friends. I'm fucking around. Oh, sorry. You're, Brian, the doctor's all involved in this fucking movie. He's blowing history now. I am not. Actually, I was going to ask you guys. So, this is kind of how our first show went. <laughs> The, we like the, set up a bunch of shit and then monsters came in and knocked the it all over. The one cute girl ran away screaming. Yeah, that, that part's accurate. Definitely. The one cute girl ran away screaming. I think I did actually lose a girlfriend from playing in the Zoom. Yeah, my, my really, really cute college gay girlfriend where I was like, wow, I got a really cute girl. And like, you know, we weren't painting classes together and shit. And she came, she finally came to see a Zoom play and we did not last much long after that. <laughs> I think Maybe. the vast majority of my relationships have ended because of Yeah, well, being in a band is kind of a harsh thing. Trying for the poor ladies in our lives. It can be tough. Now we both just have patient wives. That's good. That's great. We've got them legally bound to a contract, so they have to figure it out. I've had a show like that. I did have a show where, where shit caught fire. Where? I was at the Elbow Room in San Francisco, and we were playing a song. I think it might have actually even been a show with you. I can't remember, but uh, the drum monitor all of a sudden just burst out in flames. Yeah, and I, so I, I was I was the hero of the hour because I had a bottle of water on stage and threw it in the drum monitor. I would be like, I'm not wasting my beer on that fire. It's it's on. A, there's a video of it. 
Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. It was a water. You can waste as much water as you want. Fuck that. Why don't you shut up and be someone else, you stupid lame? The one guy here, he he looks like a, the ball guy. He looks like a wrestler or something. Like yeah, that. I don't know if that guy was ever in too much else. I think he was actually like a. He might have. I think he was like a. A lot of this was like stunt men put into the role of actors because right. it's just a lot easier to do. I remember seeing this movie as a kid, and I was like, "Why are they on Earth?" Not cool. Yeah, there was there was no amount of not there was no kid not disappointed by the fact that they were walking around. Because I remember thinking that the costumes and stuff were cool and the special effects were basically good, but I was like, "What are they doing here? This has nothing to do with him." I was never like a huge He-Man fan. But. I'm trying to remember if this was like the first of many that really made that decision, where they're like, "Oh, if they just take the aliens to Earth to LA, it's cheaper." Okay, I mean, here you go. Or if there was a bunch more before that. Retro 80s. Do you guys remember Eagle Force? The little steel... I don't know if I remember Eagle, Eagle Force. Force. Like, I can remember Delta Force and Mega Force. I'm sure I'm not sure about Eagle Force. They were, they were die-cast. Are you talking about a toy? Yeah. Okay. And they would, you know, like... Could move like their... They, no, you know, nothing like the G.I. Joe figure. Mm -hmm. But I thought they were really cool. Like, I don't know. Let's see if I can find some pictures. I, I wonder if that's an original thing. No, I don't think so. Oh. I'm gonna find a toy ad for it so you guys remember this because it's. I, I thought of it the other day when I was thinking prepping to do this, and I thought they were really cool. Did you did you did you watch that Sectars documentary? Last I have not watched the Sectars documentary yet. Is it any good? No, oh, I, was you waiting, yet. I was waiting for you to tell me. Sectars was a toy ahead of its time. I like those toys. Loved it. I've still got cool. I've still got a bunch. Of well, they were. I think they they kind of missed the mark because they were like I like the whole the thing with the hand puppet for yeah. your animals. But they were like too big. Kids were too used to three and three quarter at that point. Right. And like pretty much like the side, even he man at five inches, like really went out of favor with the with the crazy actions. Right. Although yeah, because even even like the what? see they were like really small. Like oh, so you could have like bigger vehicles. Oh, so that's like mask size. It's almost like yeah, exactly. Like they were two, the same two and exact same size. Never seen it before. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Eagle Force. <laughs> Yeah, they were bound to get buried by G.I. Joe. There's no way they could compete at that point. I remember thinking when they were cool, like I had like an aunt, I think, got them for me on my clothes out, and I had like all of them. <laughs> and what's crazy, I was looking some of them up on eBay, they're actually worth a lot of money. I was like, shit, nice. So I things, but... but most of that stuff, hot. <laughs> but yeah, here's, here's every kid's come dream come true. Yeah. He-Man versus a bunch of dudes you don't know. In a warehouse. Yeah, that. Oh, look, that cardboard box hurt. Yeah, like, what? I was just watching the scene and thinking, like, this would be so much cooler inside, like, a medieval fortress. Well, it, so much, this, yeah. uh, right now I feel like I'm watching uh, part of, like, Iron Fist on Netflix, <laughs> or, like, they're always, like, running from a crowd, and then when they have the actual fight scene, they're in a completely deserted alley. I'm like, how does that happen in New York? I heard that new season's supposed to be real. The new season is much better. It still has the, the same failing, which is that they cast the entirely wrong person to be Iron Fist. However, He's not, like, a terrible actor. It's just, it's just not right. Uh, but did they... Maybe he is they, a terrible actor. They take him away from the focal point of the story. Oh, yeah, they do. And they, they let Misty and Colleen do a lot of the heavy lifting. Because they're way more fun to watch. Whoever plays Misty Knight is probably the best actor in the entire show, I think. So they, all right. So they got Jimi Hendrix playing because this is an '80s music store. Right. And if it had been a '90s music store, it definitely would have been down, 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 down. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in the '90s. Every time you went to Guitar Center to go get supplies, there was some kid flubbing. Either Inner Sandman or Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, flubbing it horribly. Or one. 
you remember that? We walk in, it's like, eh, 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 and I couldn't do it. <laughs> Actually, now this is kind of fun. I think they had a bunch of PV gear when they were at the high school stage. I, I like trying to look at like old movies and see what the, what the gear was. Promotional consideration. We got Moog synthesizers in the background. Of course, he was Paris on Star Trek Voyager. What? He was Paris on Star Trek Voyager. Oh, he... Robert Duncan McNeil. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. He had a long career in, like, genre. He's, like... He directs. He got, he got behind the counter. Yeah, he ended up in this, in, uh, in Voyager. And, like, he, he's been in tons of shit, yeah. Radio. We, yeah, this is where we keep... Why is there a sign that Because there's a radio right underneath it. That's no, where they sell the radio. That's where they play music on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, I, I found this musical instrument. It's kind of like when I found uh, he gets he finds musical like he finds forced cosmic key. I just found forced porn as a kid. Dude, that was a big thing. Dumpster diving for porn and stuff. You didn't have to dumpster dive for it. Man, you walk out in the woods, you find one. Like you know, you could all some of the cases were like you couldn't get them apart. But a lot I used to get porn in the forest in the eighties. There, there was a barber shop somewhere near my house that had like Playboys. I remember one time when I was like 10 and I wasn't getting my hair cut any, anymore there, I walked in and kind of like, they were busy, just grabbed my three of them and fucking bolted. Totally got away with it. And had your porn and, and you had your, your Playboys, so you got to read all about um, like investments or something. Yeah, I never read <laughs> I got suspended from school because I ended up being the tape trading kid that had the VHS with all the uh, uh, My friend had the... His dad had this, the giant satellite dish with America Triple X to see if he'd record like slow speed, like eight hours of porn. I'd be selling that at school. I've been wanting to do. I've been, I've been wanting to go into a shop and buy a magazine. You can do that. I know. I just haven't because the shit's on fucking Ucorn or whatever. Like it's like it's lazy. I feel lazy. I feel like. I feel like I'm I want that. The porn I want that tactile feel of a magazine again. Like I want to flip the page and be like, "Oh, no, I, things I, are really escalating between." Oh, yeah, this didn't. Heather this didn't. Sarah. This didn't exactly match my search terms. This is great. This is like a surprise. You're letting you. I had no idea I was into this. The photographer's vision is guiding. Exactly. Accessibilities. Exactly. I just remember. I remember my friends like when I, when we had those tapes like. Like, it would be some of the filthiest shit in the world, and they're just like, yeah, man, that's gross, man. I was like, where's that tape at? Oh, no. It's like, yeah, you fucking wrote that shit. <laughs> you stole there, that was, So, I worked at a porn warehouse for many, many years in the early 2000s, about, like, six years there. And, you know, VHS was kind of on the way out then. DVD was in. Sure. So, our VHS thing got small and small, and we'd, we'd clear shit out. I came home with, like, six boxes of VHS tapes. Didn't really know what to do with them. I was just like, I'm not sure. I'm gonna give these to friends, gag jokes, right? Brought over like a huge amount of boxes to this punk warehouse. All of them were just like, oh, that's fucking sick. You know, these are feminists, punks, and like, uh, those tapes disappeared so fucking fast. <laughs> I came back the next time, I'm like, oh, all those tapes are gone. And they're like, yeah, we don't know who took them. And everyone's kind of averting their eyes. Oh my god, come on now. No, I think it was one guy mostly, but uh, they, uh, he was never fessed up to it, and I always had fun reading his interviews in punk magazines, being like, you know, we don't like, you know, things against women, and blah, 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 blah. You, fucking, you fucking took all that fucking porn, you fucking liar. So liking porn isn't being against women, it's just enjoying watching women have sex. 
Yeah. You don't have to they are workers, and I support their employment. Absolutely. It should be safe, and it should be legal, and it should be uh, fapped over constantly. I used to have, when I was in junior high school, I used to have a cassette tape of uh, phone porn, all the like, pre-recorded phone porn. I got it, I found it at my friend's house. It was great because you could always steal you know, people's dad's porn, because what are they going to say? You know what I mean? Like, just admitting that they had it, they're like, implicated themselves. So, he's just called this car, Gwildor just called this car a land boat. Which means they don't have a word for a vehicle that, that travels on land. Even though there's like how many He-Man vehicles? I guess they only have, yeah, couldn't he have said, it's a native attack track. Or it's not an attack track, but I guess it'll have to do. There you go, yeah. Throw me throw me a bone. See, Mar- Marvel's gotten very good at it. They'll throw you a little bone. Right, like right. Tons of little Easter eggs that make me watch like, a oh, really look. shitty show like Hello, Agents of nerds. S.H.I.E.L.D. Here's yeah. a nugget for you. I'll watch crap like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for like two, three little fucking Easter egg like name throws they give every fucking episode. That's great. Is it any, I gave up on a long time ago. Is it worth I fucking enjoy the fuck out. It's a terrible show. It's slow. It's plotting. They need to take it down to like 13 episodes a season. I just bought the Ghost Rider season. It's, that is probably the apex. Is the, that whole Ghost Rider to the LMD season. Yeah, cool. That's the best stuff. I, I was waiting for LMD since the first episode. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, I mean, it, I mean it, you only got the flying car once. And that was very sad. Yeah, well, they, cause they, because here's, there's a thing about American... Wait, so how are these guys able to go back and forth so easily? They have a key as well. Oh, they, that's right. They, they have a back I, I guess it's kind of like the two swords to open Castle of Grayskull. Right. Two keys to bounce around the universe. This is the old famous henchman disappointing their boss scene. Yeah, but he doesn't call them bumbling boobs. You the best, the best, the best cartoon Skeletor quote is: this "Is Moduloc is asking Skeletor, why can't I join your game?" And he says, "Cause you're a wimp villain and a wimp scientist. A wimp scientist." The Flash Gordon cartoon. Did you watch that as a kid? Uh, wait. Are you talking about the one where he teamed up with the Phantom and Mandrake, the Magician? No, no, no. Okay, because I saw that. That was Defenders. That, that was too. Defenders of the Earth. Yeah. yeah, I've got that too. But that's but this, like, is, this is like literally like the plug. Like either it came out the year before the movie or ran right with the movie. It's a filmation thing. See, what this is what they didn't get that the Transformers movie got. You just killed off a random villain that I, I don't know who he is. Transformers was like, no Starscream just died. Well, that, I think Holy fuck. Did that not blow your fucking mind? were like traumatized by that movie. Like they were leaving the theater like in tears. Oh, I cried. The fu- I still cry when Optimus Prime dies. I've got no fucking shame about that. It's in the theater Tuesday, by the way. I, I, what? I heard that. What, where are you doing? Down but just where you are? No. No, it's like where. I heard they're doing something with that. Yeah, I did not hear about it. It's this Tuesday night, and then it's what? It's, hold on, let me look. Well, we'll have to well, we know what we're doing next Tuesday. I mean, Exhumed is on tour right now. I know this thing is probably going to, you're probably put this out after we're off tour, but. Uh, I'm just going to be screaming the lyrics to You Got the Touch. 
I, dude, I just screamed the lyrics you got to touch like every other day. That's how I get myself out of bed in the morning. Like, Fuck uh, yeah. This day's gonna suck. No, man, you got to touch. But yeah, no, I mean, would that, right. But if you <laughs> just watched Triclops die or Merman, would that not have had Merman would have had, right. And it, it's, there's so many characters that they could easily have killed somebody that you knew. Yeah, and you'd be like, holy shit, I'm a kid, I can't believe they just got rid of someone. Right, right. Because in the cartoons, they always live and blah, blah, blah. Right. But now you're in the movies, and that's like. I was watching that, that He Man documentary. I didn't finish it and it was talking about I actually stopped right before the movie and they were talking about how they were really hamstrung doing the cartoon oh yeah they like were extremely limited in what they could show and what they well could he show. never actually like punches anybody in it like yeah it's crazy they, oh yeah he, so he can never hit anybody with the sword right yeah it sounded awful to write for but like I mean but you know like when, okay so they killed Prime all those transfer all the do you remember G.I. Joe the movie Oh yes, yes. Uh, that was a great movie. Duke was supposed to die, right? But I guess and, and he dies in it, and like, and he goes into a coma, and then at the end, there's a throwaway line when they're all celebrating. They're like, "How's Duke? Duke's gonna make it!" And they did that because it was supposed to be a cinematic release, and they had Don Johnson in it, Burgess right, Meredith. Right. But after the failure of Transformers, the movie did not have the numbers. It's Burgess Meredith. Thursday, September twenty. Lobbyists, yeah. Like, Thursday. Holy shit! And you just go to the. Is that like that's like a reunion of the day it was released, or, or the year it was released? Yeah. Because I went to see that. Uh, that was at my birthday party when the, the year that came well, out. Well, I think it was supposed to movie. come out. And I brought a bunch of kids with me to go watch Transformers, and we all came and home completely traumatized. Right, you're like, it's gonna be a fun birthday. Oh my god! Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm cutting to the Optimus Prime cake that my mom made, crying. Oh, it's just like when they took out the, the Matrix of Leadership. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that movie a lot, though. And in fact, I remember well, that seeing movie. that movie in the theater and thinking, how is a cartoon movie better than the He-Man movie? Yes. Because it was. I, mean, they, I thought the Transformers movie came out before this. This is 87. First. I thought the Transformers movie was 87. No, it is. Is it 86? Yeah, yeah. no, it's but, this, no, but He-Man came out yeah, Maybe I remember watching this, this was Yeah. How was a cartoon movie better than this movie? Whatever. But I yeah, remember well, comparing the two unfavorably. Yes. And I thought the G.I. Joe movie was really cool, too, to be honest. Like, I like that movie. I don't remember it that well, but... I like it. I didn't like the sci-fi element. Oh, that, see that? That... There, are, there is cool shit. Look at this history radar, right? That's quite That's cool. kind of neat. That's very humanist. It's Unfortunately, it's in a. Sorry, it's Thursday, September 27th only. So wherever you're at, Fuck, it's, in like, it's in like 400 theaters. There's probably. So I would say. Look at that, but we're probably going to be playing a show at the time. We will be, but no, we'll go during the day. It and plays all day. Right? There's, two, there's two. There's like an afternoon and then uh-huh. an evening. It's your birthday on this tour, and it's my birthday on this tour, so Fuck, that will yeah. be our combined birthday. You got to go. I mean, the whole band is going to have to watch Transformers the movie. Yeah, and sorry, guys. One, oh, of you, one of you, the not that you go see it, you have to, on stage, you have to be like, guilty or innocent. And it's like, innocent. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love that, the Quintessons. Oh, the Quintessons are great. Yeah. I actually thought the cartoon was better after the movie. I like the, I'm the only person, I think, that likes Season the four, Transformers love it. stuff better. Uh, with the shockwave and the shark that the episode with Cobra Commander on That was amazing. When they did the finally, they finally crossed them over, yes. That was so fucking cool. Poor Chris Latta. I want see. I want a whole documentary just on Chris Latta, the voice of Cobra Commander and Starscream. Killed himself. Tragic. Jesus, I didn't. Yeah, suicide. Wow. And I don't know enough about it. I really want to know more about it. I want to know about the guy that was the voice. Wait, were these guys actually microwaving popcorn? Was it popcorn? 
I'm not sure what that was. Oh, it was interfering with a. See. But he was like, Slap. just like at my work, when people use the microwave, the Wi-Fi gets slower. Yeah. This Me- movie is precious. Meg <laughs> Foster is also in one of my favorite movies of all time. They live. That is one traitor to the human race. I saw that you one. You can see evil in her eyes. I saw that one in the theater too. I remember like thinking how kick-ass it was mm-hmm. when I left. I saw it again recently, and I was like, I cannot believe how heavy-handed the messages are in this movie. Like it was the eighties. I know. But it was good because when I was a kid, I was like, this is mind-blowing. Well, think about it. There was not a lot of subversive shit like that coming out at the time. Not at all. And I also realized that... It was like you were still in the height of Reagan's America. The the intro for Utopia Banished by Napalm Death is from fucking They Live. It's it's the the last track. We are being bred for slaughter and all that. It's like, whoa, They Live. Nice job, guys. What's happening? It's, uh, we, we got a little bit of time. We can watch some more. You wanted about a half an hour to get ready? Yeah, yeah. All right. I got one up a little bit. Well, just, I can't just, just, play know, along, just play along with, with the, the cosmic with the key. The cosmic key. This, see, here we go. This this is some bad effects, but they're, it's really cool prop design. There's like, yeah, Williams, Burger King. Williams, Burger King. Shameless. Yep. Burger King ad there to fund the film. Yeah, thank you, Steven Spielberg, for innovating cinema fucking product placement. Product placement. William Stout, if I... I, I want to watch that one transfer. I've never seen any of the live-action Transformers movies, but I want to see the one where the Bud Light... Trans- you have to see that movie is an experiment in... And Marky Mark gets the Bud Light so and rips the can. It, it's number four. It's the first one with Marky Mark. And he will, oh, yeah, he will yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be referred to from here on out as Marky Mark, the racist hate crime perpetrator. What? Oh, you don't know about Marky Mark and his racist hate crimes that he perpetrated in Boston? He's from Boston. And he was in games. He's a Pats fan, so you can he, hate uh, him. He oh, beat yeah. up Koreans, said, get out of our country. Like, yeah, he's a bad man. Wow. And, uh, and, and now, Patriots. And now, now he's... Now, Huge Patriots. Now he's religious, and he regrets making boogie nights because of his religion, so fuck him. What? I did think that he threw a temper. I'm a Jags fan. He threw a temper tantrum when we beat them this past week. Threw so, a temper tantrum. William Stout, like yeah, he helped with Baxter. Oh, okay. He um he he's done so much. It's like he's more like on the out. He's not like a comic book artist, but he's been he's done he's so much fucking guy. shit. Okay. Recently, speaking of Baxter, I just watched uh, I rewatched Fire and Ice. So good. Yeah. That's a weird fucking. The movie. fucking. You can tell all the designers by Frazetta because you just keep looking at the cartoon lady and you're like, you're like the sexiest cartoon lady I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah, no, Bakshi knew his, uh, he could do the Frazetta type style ladies, like, great. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to think about. Yeah, I mean, William Stout, you, you, you've, you've just seen his work, like, all over. It's, it's, yeah, there's, like, here's his production design for, see, like, oh. that's pretty awesome artwork that they, like, all the pre-production in this movie is amazing, and then it's just like, oh, great, now we're in L.A. Right. And then, yeah, Moebius, it was actually a previous iteration of this, and it was in my college, we had a framed picture of He-Man going into, like, this, I don't know, the throne room of Castle Grayskull or something, but it's... Nice. I think it informed this movie, but it was actually for a, a previous iteration. Yeah, William Stout's amazing. He's a great artist. Matt, did you end up using the... Uh, I meant to ask you this. Did you end up using, for the gruesome tour, did you use the intro I suggested? Did you ever try it? No, I... Fucking, uh... Gus came up with this intro that he thought was the fucking bee's knees. It was the Tales from the Dark Side intro. Well, that's kind of cool. Like the show or the movie? The show. Oh, okay. That's cool. A world 
whatever, the same bright. time, but <laughs> not as bright. And I was like, <laughs> but it was like, that band is annoingly democratic. Usually in Zoom, we just be like, this is what we're doing. Everyone kind of says, Every once in a while, someone's like, that's really dumb. I'm like, okay, sorry, so what should we do? But in Grusom, everybody votes on everything. So just, like, picking a t-shirt design is a point to Well, I think Grusom has such a, almost 30 years now. Right. We, have, we have a defined aesthetic. We, no, I was going to say, the bar has sunk so low so many times. What can you, what idea can be too ridiculous after a while that you're like, yeah, try it. <laughs> like... Yeah, sure. We did something dumber way a long time ago. That's That's right. Right. I told him he was going to do Christmas intro music newer. for his tour, and I told him to use the theme from the Dead Zone. That'd be pretty cool. It would be. But uh, tell, tell him, uh, here's a fun story while we're watching. Um, some shit's happening, he meant. So, he's got a truth. No, tell him about the story about waiting in the bathroom in line at the at the show in Baltimore. I'm waiting in line, and the doors are just open, so people just started coming in. There's no backstage or anything, so I'm just waiting in line to take a shit. And this guy's like, are you checking out the show or are you playing? I was like, oh, I'm playing in the museum. And he's like, you look just like that guy from Gruesome. You never know which project you're going to get more. <laughs> it's going to be like... And you know what I was thinking about this the other day? Matt, I, I can just tell Matt has these mixed feelings about Gruesome where it's like, people are like, oh, Gruesome doesn't sound exactly like death. And he goes, yes, we fucking do. We're not like... But, like, they'll be like, oh yeah, Zoom, they do like that carcass thing. And I'm like, well, I think mean, carcass is an influence. A very among major many, one, to be sure. Among, among, I mean, they're probably in the top five. As, as probably as high as creator. But, right, as high as creator and Slayer and Terrorizer and Napalm Death and whatever. And then with Gruesome, they'll be like, yeah, I mean, they sound like Death, but they got, they got their own style too. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> Like, what like the literally, fuck? any influences are cut out at the writing. Other other oh influences are cut out at the writing period. Only death. Oh, Wilder's wearing ladies' clothes. I'm sorry. That's funny. Oh, comic relief. God, I fucking hate Wilder as much as I hate Orko. I fucking hate. Because I remember, like, the cartoon is kind of what stopped me from getting into the toys. Like, I had a couple. The cartoon is pretty silly. Yeah. Like I said, I got into He-Man when the the comics. It was just the comics. It wasn't a cartoon yet. So I I enjoyed the cartoon, but I already had quite amassed quite an army of figures. And I remember actually, I thought She-Ra was just as good as He-Man. Like the villains are actually the villains in She-Ra were actually Mordak, Grizzlor, Modulak. The suction guy, Leechor. Leechor, yeah. He was fucking cool. Man. Yeah, and they had the and the Hordak had the slime tower. Right. So, but yeah, it, as far as toys, like they kind of cross marketed the Horde with He-Man. But in She-Ra, the heroes were like the separate little doll. It was kind of weird. So it's like yeah. boys were buying up the Horde, but they were on the She-Ra cartoon. Right. And I think in that He-Man documentary, they, they said something like the the male side of the company was like She-Ra killed He-Man. I I think don't think I that's think saturation killed him. And you know, I was yeah, there's a lot of sexism in Mattel. You could like see it's very evident when you see it. Yeah. Like, the, the fact they even made Shiro is kind of amazing. You, the, the documentaries you're talking about, the ones on Netflix. Yeah, they're they're really which good. well the. I like them. There was one of them, and I can't remember which one it was. It's like, and, and, and forgive me on this, but you and I talked about this last time I saw you. But it's like it was just overkill. Like I don't, and it had nothing to do with whatever the toys. He's like, yeah, and I'm like the biggest Star Wars fan. That's the that's it's the like, like it's like 
It's like plastic. Dude, the, that, was, me. that was kind of the first I saw. It was, it's called Plastic, the story of Star Wars. That was it. And it's like half of it is just talking to fans, and I don't give a fuck. No, but I mean, the, the guy is like stroking and stuff. It's like, I, I remember like we were watching it drunk, and he's just like, and of course, I love Star It's like, I can just bump up. He likes Star Wars. It's like, it's but like that's the whole magic of like people go, like, I'm a real Star Wars nerd. I'm like, oh, so you're a human being on this planet? <laughs> right. Everybody loves Star Wars. It's one of the biggest fucking short sure. culture properties in the it's, world. It's really funny because when I was a new crush in like 96. It's a little rare. Then. Yeah. No, new Crush was a band, a doom band Matt was in. It started off, all their songs were going to be on Star Wars. To the point, one of the songs was literally just the dialogue. Between oh, Doctor Amazon, no, between Doctor Amazon. No, 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 no. It was about oh, you're Alderaan. About Alderaan. Alderaan. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. just dialogue from Peaceful the movie. Planet. Was the yeah, no, that's amazing. It, and in the mid '90s, it but, was amazing. But the, they did this shirt with ATA on it, and like they started getting mad because people were like, "Oh, that's cool, ATA," and they're like. Oh, I was like, it's Star Wars. Yes. It's the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Everybody knows what this is. Actually, and I, I watched that, that fucking Toys That Made Us documentary, and people are like, yeah, you know, by, by 1984, like, Star Wars had kind of gone underground. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Star Wars never went underground. No, no it's never underground. Yeah, it was, it was always there. But there was. It went from being the biggest thing in the world to being a top, to being to a New York Times bestselling series of books. Like, right. It was still always oh, kind of there. The man. toys disappeared for a while. So that, there's no that more part, movies. Yeah, there's no more movies, and all the cartoons kind of sucked. So the droids, yeah. The, the droids but it, but it's always, it was always in the consciousness. But it was kind of more. There was a time in the mid '90s where it was like, if you could say the lines to Star Wars movies, it was like, oh well, these guys adore. He's watched this as many times as I have. It's like, but it's like. But now it's on TBS, like. Every day, every, every but fucking I mean, day. That's also like the most entry level nerd shit. That's like, I'm in the metal. It is I like level Metallica. I mean, Metallica is my favorite band. I love Metallica. And I love Star Wars. But it's like, oh, I'm such a nerd. I've seen Star Wars. Which is why, I mean, my new test is if you know all the lyrics to Spectre General's Instruments of Destruction, <laughs> I know we're cool. We know where I can. But now that's going to be in theaters everywhere. No, I. We gotta stop hating on people liking things. That was great. I think it's, it's the a best. good thing. It's and a good thing. Well, it's weird, like reading about all this comics gate shit. I'm like, dude, when I worked at a comic store in the '90s, if our clientele had been 15 percent female, I would have been so happy. Yeah. Like, oh my god, the possibilities for sexual encounters have just like quintupled. I, I think you do. Like, and I think when you worked there, was Daniel Close did start to hit. That increased the female clientele by about 0.05%, right. which was a huge market. The, the girl who was both of our first girlfriends yeah. was like a comic nerd girl. Like Amazing. In the 90s. And then there was, there was a... That's chic back then. I mean, that, everybody now, it's like, uh, you know, it's like... And there was a lady who was in the Elf Quest. Yeah, no, but yeah, there was the Elf Quest as well. Like, but like, yeah, I mean, the super thing. I kind of understand why girls would be doing it. It's stupid. It's so... Comics have matured, even superhero comics have matured up. And like, we we met a friend of Matt's who was, uh, used to work in the industry, and I was talking to her. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm really kind of addicted to the Marvel app. And she kind of rolled her eyes, and I was like, no, like I love like Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, like all the super, like I like all the diversified characters that the comics gay guys are yelling about. I'm like, those are my favorite stories. I give a fuck about Captain America at this point or Iron Man. It's like, I like all this like weird twist they're making on it. Cause I grew up with that shit. I, I've read their stories 30 million times over. 
I, I, God bless fucking making this shit a little different. You don't want to, yeah, but you know, like, but it's not about this. You know, we're walking around, like, you know, like, when you, it used to be, like, all right, it, it, in the 90s and 80s, it's like, so I feel kind of bad about hating on people for liking shit I like, but it's like, I, if I saw someone in a Captain America shirt in the 90s, that meant, like, oh shit, this dude reads the same shit I read. He might listen to the same music I like. Sure. Now it's like, oh, this guy saw a movie and went to Target. Right. And it's such, he loses all that luster, but I'm, I'm not gonna be mad because fuck, I'm getting movies like I never thought I'd get to see as a Did kid. you like Infinity War? Infinity War was great. It's amazing. And there are problems with it. There are problems with everybody because I'm an asshole. But like, I thought it was very well. I thought the dialogue between Doctor Strange and Iron Man is hilarious. Oh, it's great. They're two assholes facing off against assholes. It's exactly like the comics. It's great. I love it. We went opening night and all these, all my friends, like all my comic friends, we all went and, and we were, we, we pile out because they were all making fun of me because they're all like, Captain America's going to die. You're going to be crying at the end of it and everything. And Iron Man's going to die. You're going to be crying. I was like, whatever. I don't think so. Maybe later, but. So we all we got out of the theater and all these people were mad because like all these like legitimate like moviegoer people were like I can't believe they killed Spider-Man and Black Panther. They're dead. Like walking out. Do you know what I mean? So they really did. These are these are people pouring out of Infinity War. Yes, and and they're walking. That's my jealous part, where I'm like, these people don't know what happens. How no, nice they didn't understand any of it. They didn't understand the gauntlet, they didn't understand the end of it, they don't understand Thanos will return, they don't understand the hat tip, they don't understand any of it. And you, we're like in line to go in the theater, just like, it sucked. It's like, okay. Oh, I don't know if it sucked, but I, but I like people who are like legitimately surprised by what happened. And I'm like, no, they were like appalled by like they those all those characters that that's went kind to of dust. Cool. Or that's great. I mean, the fact that because I mean I know they're all coming back because like well, sure, well, obviously, but it's like I, to have that feeling like walking out like I thought Thanos was rad. Man, that, I, I don't know what I thought when I was a kid. I can't go back to the emotion of finding out that Luke, that Darth Vader was Luke's dad. But I mean, the, the, but that's what those people experienced. You know, that, that, Spider-Man that's just that's, died, right? That, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It was like, as a, I remember my parents were like, big fucking deal, Darth Vader's new Star Wars dad. They're gonna make another one of these stupid space battle movies. He already has the good guys will win, whatever. Oh, my dad was the worst. He never would call any of the characters by their actual name. Cute dog walker or whatever. <laughs> anyway, and so, you know, to me, Empire Strikes Back was very upsetting. And then Return of the Jedi was like the redemption, but you had to wait three years. Yeah, no, now they Age four to age seven for me. Like, that was excruciating, it was agonizing. And you have all these toys, so you're still in that trauma yeah. for three years. Sure. But I mean, to me, it's like, I can't imagine anybody that's over the age of... What's the matter with you? What were you? Or, yeah, over the age of 13, seeing Infinity War and not being like, well, yeah, obviously. And then, yeah, there's Spider-Man sequel already announced. Like, I, I, I think he's going to live. I think yeah. he's going to make it. You know, I'm more... I've gotten so into watching what they're doing with it. I'm always like, I'm going to die before I get to finish this shit. Like, that's where I'm at with it. We suffer a lot to appreciate Evelyn's magic and how stupid Courtney Cox is. Very stupid. Your mom's dead. Mom's dead. She's showing her fondness. You were just at her back from a plane crash. But that's how cool Evelyn's magic is, right? The sultry. No, but that is a really, really dumb plot. We got to give him the fucking cosmic key back. I'm your mom. You know, you know you're dead. How much are records? Ninety-nine cents was a sale on records. Brand new records. You ever look at? You ever look at? It's really cheap, even for 1987. It is. We were like tapes were like six ninety-nine. 
But, like, but do you like ever like look at gas prices in old movies? Oh, totally. And, like, and then realize that you're paying like a lot of times you're paying an admission for a punk show or whatever that's like the exact same as it was at that time. Yes. The gas prices no, were like actually shows underground shows and have inflated the least. Mm-hmm. Like a comic book when I was a kid. Or t-shirts at an underground show. It's like ten bucks is like so this is fucking gone, gold standard. Gone Twelve or fifteen to eighteen to twenty-four. Yeah, it's and people are like blowing their minds, but it's like well, you know, gas went up for us to come to your town by about six thousand percent from what it was. Back yeah, gas well was normal. Gas was like, when I was in high school and I was at a gas station. I remember when it got to a dollar twenty-five or dollar thirty, like people were pissed. Yeah, and now I'm like, oh my god, look, it's only three fifty nine. I'm gonna go get that. Yeah, that's like a huge, that's like crazy cheap now. California's horrible. Slash wonderful. Oh, here's your Daniel Turpin character, right? Yeah, this guy's great. I mean, literally, is, there's your Daniel Turpin character. Yeah. If we're gonna continue John Burns, it you is. It's, 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 I mean, it is. It, it's, this whole story is new. And if you can kind of accept that, it's it's not. It's and, and I guess that's the way that I try to look at this movie retroactively. It helps. It really helps. Because, it's still goofy. Because it's not, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just a movie to, peppered with Masters of the Universe. She could have been, that could have been Granny Goodness. Absolutely. Who is not attractive. Well, no, okay. I love the Granny Goodness in the cartoon as it has me, also. Is it really? I don't know if you've watched like Justice League. I have, I have not watched the Justice League first. So they're so great. I know, you, you accept DC stuff. I have a hard time with it. I'll read the Kirby shit. The Justice League cartoons are—they're about to put the. Uh, it comes out in like two weeks. The Batman the animated series on Blu-ray. Fine. With all this extra shit, yeah, it's pretty cool. Batman animated series was good, and then he took a major. Uh, what's his name? This guy did that. Uh, Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim took a major flub when he did like it was like Batman and Harley Quinn recently. They were like, oh my god, don't make Batman oh, sexual. Dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? I, I tried watching that and like Nightwing fucks Harley Quinn. No. And I was like, what? Yes, Nightwing fucks Harley Quinn in like the Bruce Timm. And that, that, that's within Batman. the first 20 minutes. Because I was like, I'm kind of embarrassed watching this. But I mean, Harley yeah. Quinn has that thing like Venom, where it's like the villain's so popular, they just end up turning it into a hero. So that's a character. I hate Harley Quinn so much because she's a character without agency. Her entire motivation is whatever the Joker wants to do. Well, Venom movie, what do you think about that? I don't want to see it, is what I think about that. Sony, one, first of all, Why Sony, is it not all? Sony sucks at movies. They do. Oh, yeah, why is it not R? Like, I don't know, because... I Actually, I wonder about the R thing, because it's like, what is an R in America? It means that you reference sex. Violence is PG-13. That's For some true. reason, we accept it's violence like very readily. Chariot, the skeleton. I don't know what I think about. Like, I love that character, but the movie looks... I have never liked the Venom character very much, really? honestly, no. To me, I was really... I don't know why the... the You're a little bit younger. The McFarlane, like... Oh, I know. We, we've had, we, me and Matt have had this discussion before. We were like... It's funny because... We are both like, fuck Todd McFarlane. Because we were reading... I, I think, like, Spider-Man is a superhero comic, and Venom is, like, this anti-hero monster thing that doesn't fit with the tenor of Spider-Man. That's bad, but like, I like Orange and all that. Right. I grew up with it. Like, I, know, I, know. Like, I know. I know. And he put the superpower, and they gave him a superpower. I totally get it. I totally get it. It's just, like, you probably really thought Space Jam was a fun movie. I'm not that. I'm older than you think. Okay. <laughs> but I just, but to, I just, to me, it was, like, don't put this sort of, like, 
horror gore thing in Spider-Man. And because I love horror and gore, I, I, but I didn't want Spider-Man in. You know what I mean? I don't want to watch. I like it alive and see Spider. -Man. I liked the first run. I liked the, the twist. I, I liked Venom appearing as a villain. I liked the motivation behind it. And then it was this continuing thing where Venom's in everyone else's comic books. His tongue kept getting longer and becoming more of a monster, but then also kind of a hero. And it's like, no, yeah, this, this was like a Spider-Man thing that he resolved. It's done. Right. But he was, was supposed to be done character. by what? I mean, he's been three hundred. That was the big, big deal. Yeah, he, he came back like one more time. Three hundred. He came back like one more time on that early run, and then he became like this Marvel go-to thing. Because Marvel, I mean, it's comic books. They make, make barely any money. They're gonna fucking like, mine. We've people. got a popular character. Let's squeeze him. It's just like Wolverine. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like Venom versus the Punisher. And so like, well, that makes zero fucking. Did sense. you like the last Spider-Man movie? The new one. The new oh, one's amazing. Love it. What do you think about Mysterio in the movie? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited they're mining that that era of villains. It's supposed to be the the, the visual and the because like that's the whole thing with that's like poor Sam Raimi. I feel bad for him. He turned it into a shitty movie, but like they forced Venom. On him. That was a marketing decision. Right. The original, the ori as I as I understand, the original he wanted to have the vulture and Sam. And they were like, well, you gotta have Venom. Well, because we need him now. I'll say and, this. And he, you can tell he phoned in. All the actors don't give a shit no, about Nobody cares about that movie. But Spider Man 2, the Sam Raimi one, is one of the best superhero movies until the last scene. The Doc Hawk one? Yeah, but yeah. You, but until Peter Parker gets the girl, it's a great movie. Oh, I can't, come on. There, Peter Parker eventually got married to Jane Watson. That's no. No. And it's such an easy fix. Such an easy writing fix. All you do is you insert okay. a scene. I know we're getting off He-Man. We are getting off He-Man, and but I'm just, one of my favorite scenes is coming up. I think. I well, like first of all, I love his look. Yeah, it's very. It's cool. kind of like his job of the hut kind of skiff looking thing. Yeah, 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 but with a sort of flower. Oh yeah, no, it looks awesome. But this is one of my favorite scenes coming up because he's flying on this hoverboard, which I thought was rad. And then, but there's a scene where he does an upside down flip, and they obviously just filmed him standing up, and they just flip the camera, and it looks really shitty, and it makes me laugh every fucking time. Alright, let's see it. See, since I he's think, on that thing, it kind of makes me feel like I should finish what I was going to But this is, this is kind of like, wait, when did Back to the Future 2 come out? This is like pre-hoverboard. He's Green Goblin. Yeah, but <laughs> this right here, look. He's just like upside down, his hair is completely normal. It's only a second, but it's so shitty looking. Damn. But I think this predates the Back to the Future 2 hoverboard. You know, so I, I thought this was fucking song Back to the Future 2. Okay, I'll tell you how old I am. Spider-Man's Amazing Friends. That was my favorite oh, cartoon. Oh, yeah, that cartoon was great. I, it's I, so fucking good. I was watching it recently. I, it's still good. Have you watched it? I've seen I it. Have not watched it. Episode. It's fun. I mean, it's... I'm more obsessed with finding the, the obscure, like, music cues from the original Spider-Man cartoon that, like, some people have put together on YouTube, which is amazing. <laughs> from that? Yeah, the, the, the old the jazzy, like, all the I like the music from Spider-Man's Amazing Friends, though. It's dun 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 Well, that's like, yeah, it's like good, like, heroic. Let's look at this. This is, that's, there's oh good shit God. going on here. This poor director thought he was going to have this amazing budget. He still had some really good scenes in mind. He's sneaking up behind them while they're talking. It's great. But as a kid, ABC, 6 a.m., I would get up to watch that. And when they were about to cancel it, I could always tell, you know what? Every episode, every Saturday was the swarm one. Uh, 
which freaked me out because I'm scared to death of like stinging insects. So every time I'd get up and I'm like, oh no. Well, it's like, like no. The, the first season they had more like throwaway plot lines of the video game one and stuff. And then, Dude, there's some good stuff. And then they got into like having all the guest things because that was to me why I was like, oh, I got to go buy a comic with a store guy in it now because sure. I saw the cartoon. Like, cool. Do you remember the arachnid one? That was the the guy kept taking, trying to become Spider-Man, and he was doing crimes. And by the end of it, they find him like in his office, and it's this huge fucking because He comes out, and it's like this part up. He's like, I am arachnid. He has like the eyes, and he's like. For those of you, you listening, you can't see this man acting out here. It's I, I crazy. Record, it's the doctor is so excited about this. He it's scared me as a kid, because like, he has like the spotter body. It freaked me out as a kid, because like, he's like crawling around New York. And he's, like, I remember watching this kid. I don't think I remember as much as you guys do about that one. Uh, there, there's a lot of good I, I like the fact that the Firestar was, Fire was invented for the cartoon. Yes. Right? And then she became hot. Yeah. And was modeled by porn star. Really? That's what I was told. Nice. That doesn't surprise me, actually, knowing comic book artists at yes. the time. I mean, she looks like Ginger Lane or something. Yeah. My, my, favorite, uh, my favorite episode was the, the uh, And Then There Were None parody, uh, Seven Little Superheroes. Right. Where the chameleon lures them all into a castle, and the Submariner's like, look, a pool of water, I'll be rejuvenated. And he's like, it's alcohol! I'm like, how did you not smell a whole swimming pool full of rubbing alcohol? What the fuck, man? It's an unknown fact that Lantians don't have a sense of smell because they live in the it ocean, is. Matt. He's I'll take my no prize in the mail. He's half human. So he's got half the smell. And the chameleon always had funny little rhymes, like six little superheroes trying to stay alive. One will be the demon, and then there will be five. That cartoon is great. You have like Iron Man and, and all the cool Spider-Man, the Beetle, and it did, it did, it did Electro, have some like more random Doctor Doom. As, as, and as much Green as I love, was awesome. As much as I love the '60s, the guy that was a major bullet voice. The '60s Spider-Man yeah. cartoon was great, but they had villains like Doctor Noah Body. Yes, I the guy. And they had, then he went to like all of a sudden he's in the jungle fighting lizard people because Ralph Bakshi took over and he's insane. Well, the thing, the thing they did that, not have that many like good classics. The, the problem with the Spider-Man cartoon was that I think the first season is like 15 minute shows. They're based more on the comic, right? And then they expanded it to like a the Bakshi the second a 20 plus minute thing. And that's where you get endless stock footage of Spider-Man swinging, 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 lands on a wall, looks around, swinging, 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 and you're like, okay. But, but it, it was, I understand from narrative, but now I look at it and I'm like, oh my god, look at those Ralph Bakshi acid-influenced backgrounds, oh, dude. they're insane. I mean, that was my favorite thing when I was a kid, until Spider-Man was a big defense came out. That Hulk cartoon that par- paired with Spider-Man's Amazing yes. is excellent. The episode with Doctor Octopus was a great one. I remember that one. Man, our, my favorite yeah. one was the one with the leader. We actually, we, uh, oh yeah, we, we had an exhumed drift based on the theme. It never got used. Yeah, it was in a, it was in a song that was on a demo. Was it on a demo or did it make that? Or was it that pump? That's fucking awesome. I think about that all the time, like. That cartoon was great. I mean, it was selling me comics. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, who is who is this character? Who, like the leader. I remember that was the first one I ever watched. I was like, I'm buying. Came anything I found the leader in it or fucking uh, 
Doc Samson or fucking uh, the, the crossover one, which was the Mysterio one where they have the fake Hulk, but then he actually picks up Bruce Banner hitchhiking when they're going to Hollywood. It's called Spotty Goes to Hollywood. That episode's fucking awesome. So good. I don't know. I, cause I was. I, I think about that all the time, but I can't remember where we recorded that. That's cool. I, think that's, I know we ripped off the whole theme song. We had another. We had another riff that was based on the fucking Zentradi space battle theme Dude. from Robotech. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I One of my favorite cartoon soundtracks of all time. So good. I have the most cartoons. I said we worth a lot of money. Thanks to Robotech. I don't mind. From I, the '80s. I got the double disc CD set. Well, I know like, I, all of it. It's I downloaded so that. That was my downloading spree. But while we're talking about weird '80s cartoons, also if you can find it, the Vince the Vince Nicola entire score for the Transformers movie is. Oh, you have the entire score? Oh yeah. I just have the soundtrack. I pirated the fuck out of that shit. Sick. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the, I think it was on a CD called Till All Are One, and it took about 10 years till some nerd finally uploaded it, thank God. And also on YouTube, there's from the He-Man, oh God, that's pretty gnarly. It's got a grizzly like, look at that leg. Poor Courtney oh, Cox has got her perfect legs fucked up. Aww. Yeah, that's not going to fix that. Luckily, she's got all these <laughs> friends. <laughs> wow. What would Phoebe do in this situation? She would just sing a funny song. Yeah, she would like a guitar. Uh, the uh, the, uh, the He-Man cartoon. There's uh, some brave souls who were able to like put a bunch of it on YouTube and like and uh, you know they had to edit from different episodes and they put together like it's it's the score, a, the score from the He-Man cartoon. It's some trippy ass fucking shit, man. This is totally off, but I have to tell both of you this. Do you remember, you know, growing up, you've got like the edited movies that you've rented, but you know, like this is completely butchered. This is so bad, but I will tell Water you. Blockbuster was a fucking. This fucking religious. Well, piece I will. Of shit. I will tell you all day long to watch this. The TBS current version of Horrible Bosses Two is the funny. He was in fucking tears. What do they like add stuff that they like? Oh, it's. It's, they used to do that all the time. They would film like airplane. They film like thirty extra no, scenes. For TV you see, it's a, you've seen that movie? I saw oh. the first one. Okay, well, in the second, and movie, I was like, I want to be sexually harassed by Jennifer. Okay, Anderson. well, this is the I same. Do. This is the scene with her, and have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, well, you, you don't even have to. Okay, and so what happens is Jason Bateman gets stuck in in her. A sex addict meeting, but he thinks it's a he thinks it's an alcoholic meeting. He's like, I was just chugging him left. I don't want to interrupt your story, but there was a really good scene right now where they had emotional music playing, and and they pulled back, and it turned out it was a loudspeaker on the side of a building. And Tila shot a loudspeaker. That is some meta shit. That is some clever filmmaking. It's pretty. Drew Goddard, good job on that. I'm he's, sorry he didn't have enough he's, he's trying to make Floyd Mignogna a bologna here. He really he's is. Doing his, you know. I think he and his wife like worked on this movie for years. A long time. And they went, you know, they, they had to do what they had to do. There's like a little thing shit there. Like this. I'm just trying to give some appreciation. Right. All right, go on. So I'm he's sorry. Well, no, no, chugging him left and right. And yeah, he's, he's, ta- talking he's, about he's talking about all this. So, so she's just like, she's into it. She thinks he's gay. So this entire scene is just really nasty. Where when it's, but when it's edited, it's priceless. She's, I mean, what, what is, what is it? Um, she's like trying to say, uh, 
She's like, so you uh-huh. did lick that pickle. Like, it, it's so badly edited. Oh, yeah, I know. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it doesn't, like... But she said, so you looked at his pants and saw the outline of a little mushroom, but on the edit it says maybe a nice cucumber salad. I mean, it's so fucking weird. You can tell it's like, the, like the mother, like the, the mother rubber or something like that. It's like in every fucking... Forget you! Yeah, forget you! There's, like, yeah, so many good, like, overdubs like that. But they used to do... In like the seventies, like they were ready for like network shit. They recorded all those scenes without swears. Like you watch, I used to, I grew up watching. Well, it. that's what they did with it. I, I mean, grew up watching hilarious. No, but they weren't dubbed. They were just like right. There was a completely different scene filmed way back. So like I, when I watch Airplane now, it's almost confusing me because I grew up watching it. We had VHS recorded very early. Uh, my dad got one off some rich friend of his for cheap, and so we had like movies recorded from like the early eighties. So I grew up watching the TV version of Airplane. And there's like massive scenes that aren't in the real movie to cover up all like the really sexual shit. And I miss those scenes. There's some really funny shit you guys have never seen. Like they're not on And that's TV. crazy because I've seen Airplane like a thousand times, but I've never seen it on TV. There's a part where he's like, he's like, hey, isn't that your friend Jack? And he's like, yeah, hi, Jack. And they arrest the guy. It's not. I've never seen it since. It's all, it was only on the TV version. I don't know that stupid. I thought I knew every joke in Airplane. All right, here we're back at the throne room. The, the, the only one budget they had, the, the biggest. At least we're finally set. not, you know, in a music store. I know, there's a lot in that fucking music store. It's, it's weird. Crazy. It's like most of the movies in that fucking music Right. And why that cops is not. It's like a sandwich. stolen stuff today. I don't know. It's weird. It's like a sandwich where the bread's the best part, but they're really trying to get to the middle. Like, come on. Right. But seriously, that incidental music becoming actual music in the movie. That's, that's really meta. meta. And it, there's another word. Old people would say that's postmodern. Yeah. Wow, the source is losing. Turn it towards Leachman. And I, I don't know. We're getting towards the end. There's some funny shit about the end of this movie. But you, you do know that this is like one of the first movies that has that fucking post-credit sequence, right? There's a post-credit yep. sequence on Masters of the Universe. Holy shit. Like, thir- like, you know, 30 years before Marvel Comics was right, ever, right. Marvel Comics movies was ever a thing. Well, I mean, there was Punisher shortly after this. Yeah, but they didn't have a post-credit scene. No, they did not. Nor, nor did they have a good movie. No, they did not. That was a, I think it was Stan Lee gave the direction on the original Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. He said, take the skull off the chest. Nobody wants to keep looking bad. That's ridiculous. Stan Lee, thanks a lot for your creative additions. And if you think about it, though, in 1962... At, when up did, to 65. You're done. When they did Amazing Spider-Man number one in 1962, was 40 years old. So by that time, like, he was like in his mid-60s. He didn't know what the kids wanted. Yeah. I mean, I remember in 94 when I got his autograph at San Diego Comic-Con, he was like a daughter and old man. I brought up my... He was already, yeah, he was already like kind of out of his door. I, I brought up my copy of Fantastic Four number one, which has no cover or whatever. I just wanted a copy of Fantastic Four number one. Anyway, and he signed it. And he's like, the first Fantastic Four. What was this, 1964? And I was like, I think it was 61. And his assistant lady was like, it was 1961. 1964, oh, those were the days. <laughs> and it signs. And then the next one, an old issue of Thor. I'm like, you read Excelsior on that? I don't know, kid. That's one more word. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> that was cute. That was so adorable. But I was like, he doesn't know what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, nobody should be And saying. that was like 25. Nobody should be taking creative direction from him on an intense movie about a fucking violent kills people. Right. 
Oh, here's the part. Laser whip. This is the part for the ladies. Watching strong ass. Sorceress is getting Twitter. Oh, evil lens into it. Yeah, like, evil lens definitely into it. Whip shit. those muscles. She's like, she's uh, like Betsy bitch. Now we're back to LA. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, all right. These kids. I got interested in this movie again for a second. God damn it. This is how this movie works. It's like you get interested like again in the scene and then it's like, ah, back to this. Dan Turbin chasing the pink I don't know what the deal is with that. (laughs) Maybe it's another... Every time I see it, it just makes... It's not... It looks like... See here? It looks like the one from Flesh Lives. Pink Cadillac was that Bruce Springsteen? No, Pink Cadillac was only for Franklin. You idiot. No, but didn't he do a version of it? Pink Cadillac cruising down the street. Yeah, maybe he did. I think he did a version. It looks like I swear that's the same one from Courtney Cox. Could be. Could be like right off the studio lot. Well, you know how many times you've seen that Ghostbuster PKE meter in every fucking movie. But this, uh, yeah, this. Uh, now we're getting into my. Blog. Now we're getting into my blog. How to fashion a keyboard into your cosmic key. All the problems of the universe can be solved with synthesizers. That's my plug, drsewage.com, doctor with a K. Plus. Hey man, I meet kids on this, they're like, they don't even know what bands are. They're like, oh, you're playing a zoo? I rent your blog. Kids nowadays, reading, fucking nerd. But I don't really work into it because I have not figured out how to make any money off of it, so. Yeah, I need to update mine as well. Blogs. Oh, Courtney Cox. Someday you'll move to New York and forget all about this terrible chapter in your life. Move into, into an incomprehensibly, incomprehensibly large apartment in, in New York City. Oh, God, no. it's so hard living with only these 2,000 square feet apartment in fucking New York City. I think the last thing well, I saw... She's going to get fat and... first. There's Fat Monica. Okay. Yeah, Fat Monica, thank you. My wife loves friends, so we would get really hungover, and we just end up laying there eating pizza in bed and she would watch Friends and she's like you like this show I'm like no but God, look at Frank Langella just fucking you he looks awesome but it's just like when he says like it's like where's my friends God he fucking he, he was making a movie he's an actor he's like not fucking around I gotta say like, what am I Here, my, have you watched that movie with uh, Barry uh, with uh, it's the guy from Saturday Night Live um, it's on it's on HBO, and Henry Winkler is like his acting coach for the guy. This, uh, he's a hitman who decides he loves acting, but he sucks at it. But Henry Winkler's in it, and he's like, they do movie scenes in the acting class, and Henry Winkler's like super serious, like acting coach, like telling you, you're doing it wrong, and they're doing scenes from like true romance and shit, and it's like terrible. That's like what Frank Langella is doing in this movie. He does not care that this is a kid's movie. He's like, I'm a paid professional, I will give it everything. I love him in uh, The Night Gate. So good. Like, uh, I love that movie in general. Despite best movie by a child monster. <laughs> exactly. I was just saying, Roman Blancy might be a terrible person, but he's a great director. And that Cheryl makes no skeleton. This, this, is, this shit's rad. Yeah. Yeah, now we're back to the good this part. This staff's really cool. We're back to the fantasy part of the movie. And then we've got Power of Grayskull. Yep. Because I mean, that's another thing is we need a scene where E-Man breaks free and goes, I have the power. Oh, they do. Oh, there is one. Oh, there is one. I yeah, no, like said, and they also mentioned, I did notice they mentioned a little, uh, Gwildor said something about Lord of Snake Mountain. That was a nice little... There's there your history right there, Oh, there he said. Master the, of the Universe. The titular line. Titular line. Boy, I'm tired of all these Star Wars. <laughs> Marco, you remember that, Marco? I was tired of all these Star Wars. So yeah, this is like... This part's really fucking cool, to be honest. 
Like this could have. It's, it's we'll so get ready because it gets bad. Good. But but they really yeah no they were really trying. If Mattel had actually ponied up and gave up half the budget like they promised, they, it might have actually been a much better movie. So but this this is very apocalyptic. It's actually well maybe his motivation is a little more Thanos. He wants more power. I don't really know why he wants power graceful, but well he's got a skull face and he's kind of pissed. I'm tired of this castle ripping off my look. I mean, yeah, he's kind of just a universal cosmic. Like I'm, he's kind, kind of a lot like Marvel. Like, I want to take over the world because they, they don't really, they don't really give him much of a, a, a sob story. That one great face by Evil and like she's like, you bet you ain't gonna buddy. Never say never. Yeah, I mean, this is really, it's the Master Universe movie, uh, starring Skeletor. I agree. It's Skeletor the movie. It is, it absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, here Everybody we go. He's God. And now here, maybe William Stout kind of fucked up because this costume he gets the end of his. Although, as it's revealed, I think this costume would look good on a late 90s rap cover. Okay, I'm gonna cry. A lot of gold. You know who he looks like right here? He looks like fucking uh, Lopan. Does he look like Lopan? Yes. Right. Yes. But those were they were, they were contemporary releases, so I don't think that was much. There must have been some other deeper influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the production artists. The helmet is almost Kirby-esque. It needs to have bigger, slightly problems. larger horns, bigger prominence. Yeah. Lots of gold. Uh, rap cover. No limit records. Yes, exactly. That was like no limit records fucking costume. They were everywhere, and all of a sudden the guy didn't pay his taxes, and then everywhere was just Yeah, the most photographed. Like Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. But he's coming back, right? Which they, well, he keeps saying they're going to make a Blade movie with him, and I think he's talking out his ass. Dude. It's like I had a meeting with Marvel Comics again today, and it's like, dude, they're, they're being so nice to you. It'd be so rad if they brought Wesley Snipes into the MCU as Blade. Wesley Snipes would be sick. Well, see, I'd be stoked. 57 was a great movie. I'd be stoked if they yeah. brought back That is a great movie. It is a great movie. And Stanley Clark's soundtrack won. Look at this. Is, is the loneliness of good equal to the loneliness of evil? There's some fucking deep, like, there's like some Nietzschean conflict going on. Damn. But, uh, you know, Wesley, I, I, I'm sorry, that as far as I'm concerned, the MCU starts with Howard the Duck. That's it. That's right. First cinematic Marvel movie ever. Look at it looks like a Todd McFarlane horror movie plays that just, like, transported you to the Attorney of Thrones movie. Random breaks. <laughs> Daniel Turpin made it. He made it. He's gonna he's gonna fucking he's gonna get that Marty McFly kid for truancy eventually. You know you know how you can tell that Justice League Crush is great is that Turpin is a character and he, it's just Jack Kirby. Oh yeah. It's just Jack Kirby. Have you watched any of the the, the CW stuff like Arrow? And he loves all that shit. Man, I fucking can't, Arrow is fucking awesome. I can't do it. You know, Arrow. Some seasons are great, and some. The new one's crazy. He's like in jail and all that. I can't. Shit. I, don't Matt, know if you Matt, I grew up reading DC and Marvel. I grew up just Marvel. It's funny so it's like I don't have this. I don't have. Uh, I can't. I'll watch a shitty show about a Marvel character, 
but I don't have that love of the DC characters where I'll watch. I was always a Marvel guy, but I like DC. We also worked. Matt worked in a comic store where I couldn't get a job because the owner was crazy and was afraid that my dad was a lawyer, so I was like, there'd be some secret agent in there. <laughs> like, going, you know, like, taking him to task for all the fucking rules he broke. Yeah, he was a strange man, Bill Westfall. Yeah, yeah he, wanted to do, he wanted to build a suit of armor. So these guys took all the employees for for an after-hours meeting to explain that I was going to build an armor. I was like 17, well, and he was like biased margaritas, which is quite cool. He man. was serious. Yes, he was absolutely serious. He was going to build a, a suit of armor. He worked armor. for Tony Stark. That's fucking awesome. No, he was like, it was like a, like a cat beast thing, and he had this sort of like... He had a plan for he it. He had kind of like Just a, a revelation sort of thing. And he was like a half Japanese guy who was a big dude. He yeah, was he was like 6'3", 6'4". I mean, he looked like a, a out of shape samurai. He's silver samurai. <laughs> he was a very strange man. And... But yeah, when I mean, you're at a comic store and you get a comic store discount, you're going to tend to read a lot more. I read everything. Yeah. I bought... I, I remember I had 40% off and I was spending like... $50 a week in comics. Yeah. This is like Blaine Skeletor. Yeah. This is Donald Trump. Check out my, check out my SoundCloud. Finally, I have, I have won the Electoral College. I'm going to put my name in my gold. gold. No. I'm going to wear a giant gold suit. He's like, bow, NFL. <laughs> no, stand, he, NFL. You stand. will not kneel. Yeah, you that's will it. stand, NFL. I got Hillary Clinton's hair. Uh, I, I don't know who that reflects more. Or, really on. when he called out on anything, he's like, stop being mean to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did you say about my mushroom toed penis? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your drapes, Skeletor. Yeah, so we're still gonna... No, here we go. Oh, so are you ready? Cool. Oh, here we go. Here it is. This is the moment you're Finally. That is... So maybe he didn't say about the power of the baseball. No, he said, I have the power. That's probably the best scene in the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, in that Toys That Made Us episode, they talk about Mattel looking at child psychologists. Like, all right, so we want, like, you know, four to seven-year-old boys. Like, determined to be bossed around by their parents. Literally, they want the power. And they had sort of this whole, I want the power thing. Yeah, it's great, but uh, that's the best thing about He-Man, is that it's the most capitalist toy venture of all the AIs. There is like straight up. Let's see, look at this. Uh, here we go. Start this fight. We're in the throne for a second. They ran out of money. Right here. They had no, so the movie was unfinished. And wait, so we're still in the throne now. Everything's cool. They're fighting. There's some zaps. Wait for it. But wait, the, so the, wait, the story of the movie is like a large portion of this fight scene. I think they go into this weird cosmic realm. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this. This thing is quite good with the fucking lighting, the background, and everything. But see, it looks like there's just a guy standing there holding my I'm pretty sure all, all of that part was filmed in a garage. Yeah. That's, that's a garage. You notice how dark it was, right? It's yes. like pieces of the set. They put them in a garage. And it's just amazing. put lights behind them to hide the That's fact that they didn't, like the the they didn't have the throne room anymore. It definitely looks like a guy. <laughs> so yeah, all, all that last fight scene was was in a garage. So Frank Langella had to come and get his makeup put on and like work, the, and the they weren't getting paid for it. 
Yeah, there's no extras, you notice. There's none of right, there's none of Hey, look, that looks better than Robocop. Guy falling down, that is one of the worst looking scenes in all cinema history. I wouldn't buy that. For Robocop edited his price. The, 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 the Robocop and the guy falls, and it's just a horrible I will, like, stop I will send you, this guy has compiled and edited. He's like, women leave. The whole oh, thing. Women and he's leave. He's like, give me my freaking phone call. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I thought I'll it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. When it's I heard really Soulless by Grave and the first sample is from Robocop, the album opens up with Bitches Leave from Robocop. Yeah, I said, what? Great. And I was like, doing A, this, even in like 94, I was like, this seems kind of sexist to like start your album like this. And isn't this from like Robocop? Like, yeah. What? You can check it out in Lubick's days. Whoa. I'm a, I'm a, I'm new. For some reason, I thought like I'm from New York, even though I was a cop in L.A. Wow. Because I'm a stereotype. You're all slackers. <laughs> yeah, everything's good. Courtney Cox here. Has With her Christmas arrangements. Mask. Here, here's your sequel. There's your, there's your sequel. Mask. Right. Sequel. That's really, that's optimistic. No, they really wanted a sequel. Really we're we're going to get to the after credits scene. They really wanted a sequel. Like She's smelling her hair. Wildor, I'll miss you most of all. The fact that she can say that without laughing is, is a testament to her, her acting. To call a person he They should have had him like in that on a Friends episode. Oh, it would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been just like walking in the room from like nowhere. And as far as I'm concerned, this is where Courtney Cox peaked. Agreed. She was never in something I cared about more than this. Well, Goldar got some crazy brains. Yeah, he even got gold armor. They got all their fans stretched on. Even though while you're having sex with this puny wimp, Courtney Cox will be thinking about my chiseled chest. Fuck yeah, dude. Look at those pecs, man. You can fucking... I was talking if I could trade bodies with somebody, it would be dolphins. Well, he's, 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 he's buff and fucking tall. There's like, you know... He's tall, he's buff, he's handsome, he's got multiple college degrees. Yeah. Red Scorpion's a great movie. You know, yeah, he didn't quite... I mean, well, he, he wasn't, like, necessarily the greatest actor, but... Did you he like that? He didn't quite get his due as like Schwarzenegger. So Schwarzenegger's a way worse actor. You all saw Red Scorpion. Mm-hmm. I never saw Red Scorpion. I saw that. Tom Savini did the makeup for it too, which was cool. Huh. I can't remember what the, much about it. I have to see. It's like a good journey. Slackers, <laughs> you slackers. You know, I think because Schwarzenegger was so established and then endeared himself with his terrible acting to people. That there's not room. Like, how many superhumanly muscular bad actors with hilarious accents yeah. does the American movie going public have room for? In this is, here, this part doesn't. This is this is a bit much. This part doesn't make any sense. Courtney Cox is back. Yeah. Lives on a bike. Where's your cutoff, if if any, with Schwarzenegger's movies from your childhood? From my childhood? Yes. Uh, yeah, I can't even watch T two at this point. Would that be it? I think T2 is it, but I can. Total Recall was it for me. Total Recall is my favorite. Which one's first? That's my favorite. Oh, Total Recall's before. It is. Yeah, right. Sorry, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Terminator 2, I mean, it's, 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 like I said, I'm like, 
I was talking to my coworker, he's like, oh, I love that movie. I was like, oh, what, a boy and his robot? And he's like, oh, you made me hate that movie. I hate you so much. Is your coworker like 35, 36? Yes. So T2 is the cutoff for both of them. Which I loved when it came out as a kid. But I went back and watched it and I was like, oh my god. I, I think I could still see that movie just for Linda Hamilton and her fucking peak of like amazing super badass lady that you believe can like kick ass. It's yeah. not just like how's this lady that, that was so cute doing so like Julie's gone back, they sent her back in time because the key has time and space. And she's but wait, saying so her she's parents, preventing them from dying? Yes. But then what happens when uh, the cosmic key is then thrown to Earth? I love you. I just took the mail. Like the cosmic <laughs> key is going to get thrown to Earth. They have to remember to relive the adventures. They've gone back in time. You're really putting up too much thought into this. I'm just saying, like, these guys, we got to be in the swamp. we got to get the cosmic key. Right. we got to get poisoned. It's all got to happen again. And just now your parents are alive. It's real. Like, I mean, you know, look at Donnie Darko. Like, they're going to have to fucking take a hit somewhere. Don Darko had to get hit by the missile to restore the timeline. Right. Or the, the plane engine. I, I would say, though, about Arnold, I think totally called. That and Running Man are by far. Man, favorite. Running Man fucking rules. That's Running Man movie. would not be near as good a movie without Richard Dawson, though. Oh, he's Thank amazing. God that lecture is so a fuck. And that guy was such a piece of shit. If he's here tomorrow, so you'll be mopping the floors. There you go, man. There you go. You're the power. Yes. Yeah. Alright, let's do the epidemics. Who do you know? I, okay, here you go. Barbarian or destroyer? I like this. Is that weird? Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's almost everybody. I feel like, you know, I've seen Barbarian's a better movie. I've seen Barbarian probably like 10 times. I've seen Destroyer maybe Oh, Christina Pickles was the sorceress. Did you like Hunting uh, the Destroyer? Uh, it's a fun watch. It's a shitty movie. Oh, it's it's awful, but it's fun. It is good. It's sort of fun, but it's a shitty fucking movie. I was thinking Total Recall that I would have just stayed in the potentially fake life. Where you're married to Sharon Stone in 1987. Yeah. Sharon Stone in said That's I, pretty much the I, best I, life. I had pictures of her cut out from Starlog magazine, oh like on my on my I take my vinyl, like that's the pinnacle of the world. And I worked out. Like, oh my god. I mean that was like total. Oh, yeah, there we go. Special designs by Jean Boivius Gerard. Wow. Nice. Yeah, no, this this had a lot of really life for it. Do I have time to pee before the credits? No. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Michael West, Westmore from the Star Trek stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, dude, there's so, I'm a huge Star Trek. Like I said, there's so much going on in this movie, and it got hamstrung by its blood. Not the Abrams crap, but the yeah. And you know, you know, the story, like, yeah, it's just like going to LA. It kind of sucks, but it's like. They wanted to have a, a cipher. It was just such a fucking. It became such a trope in Hollywood after a while. It was like. You're, you're watching this epic space battle and then you're in LA. Yeah. Ah, I was on a spaceship, now I'm in LA. Fucking LA. I'm so sick of LA as a filming location. I'll give that to Transformers, at least they moved it to Chicago. Is all the Disney stuff shot here? Most of the Disney stuff is shot in Atlanta. We are in Atlanta, by the way, for anyone who's made it yep. this far through this podcast of old dopes talking about toys they play with. I love it. But yeah, most of it is shot in Atlanta. I think they were gonna there was threat of pulling some stuff out because the the Atlanta is a very progressive, awesome city. The state of Georgia is not a progressive, awesome state. And the Georgia governor said it was like the bathroom bill about like not letting sure. You know, like, oh you used to have a dick, so you have to go you still have to go fucking and dress in the dress though. You still have to go in the men's room. It's like fuck you. No. So, like, so the real question is, if they're trying to set up a sequel, yeah. I'm sure, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. 
But if, if you're trying to set up a sequel, what is Masters of the Universe 2? Well, it's another Skeletor hijinks plot to try to take over the universe. You think so? Well, I think actually not when they're going to meet the weird... Well, I, she I think it's. I think that's what I thought is that it's a She-Ra. Like, You're right. The sorceress comes to He-Man like this battle is won. I, but now we have to go like, the theory. There's a secret that was never supposed to be revealed. You have a sister. But I have no choice. Or like maybe you, you have, have a Skeletor, sister. Maybe I don't know. Right. Or that 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 would be. Yeah, because the, well, the, the cosmic key. With open. 1989 Sharon Stone. So what, here's what I'm thinking: they, they're playing with the cosmic key. Roller's playing with the cosmic key. They accidentally opened the portal to Etheria again. No, I think the cosmic key. I think the cosmic key opens, and one of Shira's friends, like that guy with the heart on his chest, comes through, and he's that almost sucks. dead. He's almost dead. He's like, come and he's like, Etheria. Thank God somebody was listening. Like we thought there was only one cosmic key in the universe. They have another cosmic. You know, Goldor invented it. It's like it's like he has an analog in Ethereum. Ethereum, right? Who's like a giant? Because we're getting this weird musical signal. I'm going to key it into the cosmic key. Heart guy comes through. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Bo. Bo. Because he because he had a bow. He had a bow. Get it? It's a double meaning, kids. He's a bow. Like, and he had a bow and arrow. So lame. All I want to know is, I, I was looking forward to Matt and Universe 2 with the She-Ra because you have to watch that whole movie to find Luki, the little guy that came and yes. see in the She-Ra card. Here we go. Post-credit sequence. It's a bubbling cauldron. Skeletor. No, you won't be back. But God that was an you. amazing scene. Right? Dude, because I, I sat through the whole thing and when it, when it was in the theater and I was just like, Wow, that was so cool. I was listening to music, some little kid, I'm sitting there rolling, and all of a sudden Skeletor pops back up and I was like, Holy fuck! <laughs> and I was sure I'm just gonna take a skinny year. And then, you know, and then there was Robocop. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of was a bigger hit that year. Also buried one of my other favorite movies, and UHF. UHF, UHF came out it came out the same weekend as Robocop and got buried and Dragnet too, Joel Alex. Was Dra- that oh, Dragnet? Fighting people, Dana, like, fighting people against goodness and normalcy. Yeah, it's so good. Pagan. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'm Ross Sewage. This was Matt Harvey, and that was Masters of the Universe. Doctor Vincent West. Thank you, guys. And if you didn't like that, too bad. Yep. Too, too bad. Too bad. <laughs> You're a wimp. I'm just a wimp, Philip. <laughs>